0: This session will cover pyelonephritis. So, what is the underlying causative agent of pyelonephritis? Well, the malady is caused by the same bacteria that is typically responsible for uncomplicated UTIs. With the exception of S. aureus, most cases are caused by organisms ascending from the lower urinary tract. While S. aureus is the most frequently hematogenous and produces intrarenal and peripheral abscesses, you can encounter um, other organisms as well. Renal struvite stones or staghorn calculi are frequently associated with recurrent UTIs. This due to um, unreproduce, unreproducing bacteria, and here I'm talking about Proteus um, and Pterococci and pseudomonas as well. Um, our discussion of pyelonephritis is going to be divided into five areas, I'm sorry, six areas, right? So first we're gonna talk about the patient symptoms, the patient exam expectations, your differential diagnosis, your actual diagnosis, treatment, and then potential complications. So what are the symptoms that you're going to expect with pyelonephritis? Well, the patient is going to present with flank pain and fever And patients will often have lower urinary tract symptoms. Here I'm talking about dysuria, urgency, and frequency. That sometimes occur one to two days before the upper tract symptoms. And they can also be accompanied here by nausea, vomiting, or diarrhea. And your patient exam is going to be consistent with this, right? So here the patient is going to present with fever. You're going to see CVA tenderness as well as mild abdominal tenderness. On your differential diagnosis, you want to differentiate renal stones, renal infarcts, appendicitis, diverticulitis, acute prostatitis, and epidemitis as well. Um, in terms of diagnosing pyelonephritis, um, a UA will typically show pyuria and bacteria and may also exhibit hematuria or white blood cell casts. A complete blood cell count will reveal leukocytosis with a left shift, and urine culture is usually positive, while the blood culture can be positive as well, but is not always positive. In terms of treatment, you want to keep in mind two things, and the second category is going to include three um, brackets under that. So first, fluoroquinolone for seven days for ampicillin with gentamicin or Sephiction for 14 days is usually ordered. Second, and this is going to include the three subpoints radiologic evaluation for complications can be useful in patients who are severely ill or immunocompromised, or who are not responding to treatment, or in whom complications are likely. Here we're talking about your pregnant patients, um, folks with DM, those with nephrolithesis, reflux. Um, patients who have just come out of transplant surgery, or other, some other kind of GU surgery. Um, so what are the three subpoints under the second point that I've given you under the treatment point? Well, first, x-rays can detect stones, calcification, masses, and abnormal gas collections. Second, ultrasound is usually rapid and safe. And third, contrast-enhanced CT is most sensitive, but can affect renal function. So you want to keep that in mind. And speaking of things that you want to keep in mind, this brings us to the final Um, My six categories in our discussion of pyelonephritis, and here I'm talking about your complications. So here there's going to be perinephric abscesses, which should be considered in patients who remain febrile for two to three days after taking appropriate antibiotics. While the UA may be normal and cultures can be negative, patients are going to be treated by percutaneous or surgical drainage plus antibiotics. Intraredal abscesses that are less than 5 centimeters in size usually respond to antibiotics alone, and your patients with DM or DI for that matter may develop um, polynephritis that is emphysematis, which usually requires nephrectomy and is associated with a rather high mortality rate. And that concludes this short session on a pyelonephritis.